Welcome to Five from Hive, a series of podcasts from Hive, the healthcare communications company. We do things a little differently at Hive. We see the success of brands being rooted in the way patients and HCPs talk to each other, and of course, the way brands converse with HCPs. Optimising that dialogue is our business, and we want to have a better dialogue with our clients too. So, these podcasts are a collection of our insights, and they are all available at HiveHealth.com. Download the podcasts, listen, and add your own comments on the site. That's all it takes to be a part. Podcast one, the brand you. Wyndham Clark is a director of Hive. He's kicking us off with a discussion on personal branding. Wyndham, what's it all about? Well, working in the communications industry means managing brands. Every day we partner with our clients to best position brands so that they stand up from the crowd and are seen as being relevant. Lately, we've been asked by some of these clients how best to promote themselves within their organisations. They're conscious that to succeed, they need to manage the brand that is themselves. Now, there is some debate within marketing circles as to whether people can be brands, but we at Hive strongly believe they can and already are. Take Brand Beckham. Reputed to be worth over $400 million, the move from sportsman to brand man is well and truly cemented. He's a fashion icon associated with success. I've got Jeff Clark with me, who is a corporate effectiveness expert. Jeff, from your perspective, what's the basic premise of personal branding? Okay, Wyndham, well, I think this is a, an interesting area, and particularly with regard to British culture. I mean, if we just reflect for a moment, I wonder how many well-educated parents truly aspire for their children to go into sales as a profession. And I think if we really question it, probably not many. They might accept the idea of a marketing career or even the career of a broker, but would they actually accept the idea of their children going to selling? I'm not so sure. And this tells us quite a lot about Britain as a culture and perhaps quite a lot about Britain at a macroeconomic level. Because if we reflect back over the last you know, century or so and look at some of the major innovations Britain has brought to the world, things like TV, phones, perhaps even the beginning of uh, computers and machines with memories, all these great ideas were British inventions. But how many companies do we have out there actively commercialising them now? Not many is the honest answer. So it seems perhaps we're not too comfortable with selling full stop. And the idea of doing it professionally might not be a typical cultural aspiration for us in the UK. But I passionately believe we really do have to do this every day in the way we speak and in our body language, in the way we promote our personal brands, as well as our corporate and national brands. Indeed, I go into organisations pretty well every week and really spend a lot of time working with individuals and teams to help them improve the way they communicate and to sell their stories more effectively to their clients. Absolutely. And going back to my Beckham example, Evolving Brand You follows the same paths as traditional brand management. In fact, branding ourselves should be simpler than branding a product. We have to work hard to give brands emotional relevance, whereas people naturally respond emotionally to one another. We are quick to adapt to changing circumstances, but brands are typically slower to respond. What's more, we naturally understand the roles people play and adjust our relationship to them accordingly. We are constantly segmenting our audience, whether or not we're aware of it. Ultimately, people feel connections to other people. This is something that is difficult, but that we strive for in brand building. The fact is, a lot of us are probably already promoting ourselves as brands. Each of us who develop content and distribute our voices across platforms that are social media already have a level of brand equity. So here are Hive's five guiding principles to managing the brand you. Number one, know your audience and your onions. Brands moving from product-centric to customer-centric. Product-centric brands make promises specific to the product. Customer-centric brands offer something different. We understand you as an individual and can tailor an approach that will fit with you and your needs. 
In today's demanding world, where consumers can and will seek an alternative offering, we need to understand our audience and segment our approach accordingly. It's no longer a case of a one-way monologue, but a two-way dialogue, something easier to establish as a living being versus an inanimate product. How you communicate is just as important as what you communicate. In order to get your brand message right, know your audience. People have different qualities and personalities, and we need to act with these in mind and respond in different ways. If you're dealing with opinionated or confrontational people, it might not be best to tackle them head-on. Try looking for some area of agreement. Get them in a good frame of mind, and then suggest a better or different way of doing things. In championing you, the brand, think about target response too. What response are you after? What will strengthen the brand relationship? You need to provide your audience with stimuli they will respond to. When contact is made, ensure you're able to respond appropriately. If you're dealing with an analytical or numbers-driven person, for example, make sure you have your numbers to hand. There's an old ad saying, the quickest way to kill a bad brand is through good advertising. So if you are promoting yourself, be ready. People soon see through empty promises and failed delivery. Make sure you're primed and ready before pushing the brand you. Number two, a small brand truth is better than the big brand lie. Your brand provides useful information to those who are making decisions about you. So be yourself. Don't pretend to be something you're not. Brands, if they're doing their job right, stand for qualities that we can believe in and therefore make a difficult choice easier. So know where your strengths lie and promote those that give you an advantage in the marketplace and which you can truly deliver on. Remember, brand vision, however smoothly it rolls off the tongue, ultimately lives and dies by one thing only. Does it encapsulate and differentiate you? Does it answer that all-important question, what's in it for me? Many young brands have fought to differentiate themselves on obvious grounds, style, price or feature. Beware, none of these constitute the basis for building a brand that holds the values necessary to maintain enduring relevance in a constantly evolving world. The same applies to brand you. You need to be constantly relevant and need values that stand the test of time. I asked Jeff what he thought about the brands and personal branding. Well, again, this is an interesting area and it's around this whole subject of the truth. We don't need to fear being seen as false if we represent ourselves truthfully. And I think there's a reluctance culturally sometimes to confidently express our skills because we fear others will see it as boasting. We sometimes see this fear in the healthcare industry with sales professionals. It could be with medical reps working in primary care or specialist representatives working in secondary care, or even in healthcare development teams who are opening up for new pathways. But the same issue is there. Sometimes these sales professionals truly doubt the validity of their job function. As a consequence, they sometimes lack confidence at a peer-to-peer -peer level when communicating to highly qualified clinicians. But truthfully, high-level selling requires individuals, not automatons or robots. We want individuals who we can trust, so people have to be true to themselves and believe in themselves. So selling, as a profession, I passionately believe, is a vitally important economic function. Selling yourself and your message truthfully is simply a vital extension of bringing concepts, products and ideas to fruition. Number three, be you, consistently. Having a consistent approach to brand you is important as it will build a cumulative effect over time. Your internal values should be consistent with your external values, a demonstration of the unified brand you represent. You need to offer a web of connections, not a lot of loose ends. If we compare this to brand communication, it's not just about having a common look and feel, or in our case, always wearing the same type of clothes, consistency can come from a coherent strategy, always standing for the same guiding principles, or it can come from a consistent tone of voice. This doesn't mean you can't change or grow, just that you should manage any such transitions carefully. 
The reality is change is easier to handle in a person, think Bram Beckham and his succession of hairstyles. But why do we fear being ourselves? Jeff, what do you think? Um, you know, last night I was struggling to get to sleep, so I picked up a book by the novelist Philip Kerr. And one of the lines which really interested me was this one. If we present ourselves as sugar, we'll be eaten by ants. And actually, perhaps it has some relevance to what we were just discussing here, Wyndham. Because what's the line saying here? If we present ourselves truly as ourselves, with confidence and passion and conviction, then actually we have the opportunity to truly influence others in a powerful and passionate way. And the converse, of course, is also true. If we don't present ourselves with confidence and with passion, then actually we're vulnerable to being disregarded and not taken seriously. So selling ourselves, having belief in our personal brand is vital. Number four, keep your brand fresh. So consistency is important, but that doesn't mean standing still. New news and advancement is equally important. Brands that stand still soon lose appeal as they're not seen as offering anything new. Try being a little different in a relevant way. Differentiation is the foundation of consumer choice. Highly differentiated brands are at less risk from competitive inroads because consumers believe they offer something that other brands do not, so they are less easily substituted. Differentiation creates premium prices and sustainable long-term income. The same principle applies to you. This doesn't mean being crazy, but it means not being the same as everyone else. Originality will engage people, but it needs to relate back to the brand values or it misses the point. Jeff, what are your thoughts? I think originality is a word which has many meanings. The particular interpretation of it that I've been most impressed with when I've worked for companies have been companies who've actually not just sought to make revenue or margin, but they've actually had an underlying purpose or mission which drives their business. And they believe that if they follow that purpose in a convincing way, then actually commercial success will follow. I like that as a concept. And I think it's a concept which is very evident at Hive. One of the original features of Hive is the fact that you are ruthlessly, relentlessly, I think, patient-centric in, in the way you work. I really like that because I think if you're patient-centric, you're almost certainly going to serve the needs of healthcare professionals as well. So it's about being honest about yourself, having a clear and original sense of what your purpose is, and then consistently hanging on to that and to what you believe in. And if you do this and if you can communicate that to everyone who works with you and for you, then I think you're going to be very successful. Number five publicise you. How you showcase your brand should creatively, confidently reinforce how it is perceived. Remember what ad legend Bill Birnbach said, if your communication goes unnoticed, everything else is academic. But ensure the medium suits the message. A lot of brands make the mistake of using channels such as Facebook and Twitter as a selling platform rather than to add value and build trust. Think about what you're trying to publicise before you start playing publicist. If at work your personal brand reaches market leadership heights, a self-congratulating all-staff email may not be a wise decision. We spend time proactively building and maintaining a network of contacts using LinkedIn, awards dues and the like, and it's important to actively pursue and interact with your community. Branding yourself doesn't mean losing your identity. On the contrary, it heightens who you are and what you stand for, given you are the only thing that can't be copied. That was podcast one of the Five from Hive Insights series. If you like what you heard, please share it around or share your opinions at hivehealth.com. You can also download podcast two online in which we talk about the death of positioning. To speak to Wyndham or another director, phone 020-7440-5600. Find out why patients are at the heart of everything we do and be a part.